Welcome to issue 79 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me tonight is Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hello, sir. How are you? You seem very excited. I'm good. You know, Daniel, I, I I was listening to another podcast talking about how you were up in Michigan last week, and they said you're quite a good cook. Um, they, they called you a seasoned chef. Well, that's really kind of them. Wow. Yeah. And I believe after you left, they were eating Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too bad. I was at that, and I can uh, confirm that Daniel is an excellent cook. And when he left, uh, we were so distraught that we just ordered pizza. <laughs> and of course, that other voice you hear is Steve. Hi, Mike. Steve, I hear that you are a glorious villain. Because this other podcast that may or may not be related to the Lord of the Rings card game uh, did a swag reveal, and then right after they hit live, you flushed the toilets. The toilet, I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, y- you can't quite hear on that recording, but they all reacted to it. They heard it. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, well done, sir. Well done. Right. Now, Steve, I- I'm sure you have Cool and the Gang playing in the background, right? Because it's episode 79. It's episode 79. Oh. I still don't get it. It's my 50th episode, guys. It's your 50th episode? It's my 50. I, I started, I was an official host of the show as of episode 30. So this is now my 50th episode on the show. Well, how wonderful. I feel bad for not getting you a present. Oh, well, Yeah, me too. It is present enough to just be on this fine show with you villainous wow. fellas. Wow. Uh, good, because I don't feel that bad about it not getting you something. So, <laughs> well, if you want to give me a rocket launcher and uh, you know, upgrade the Wi-Fi in our villainous base, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we really need an upgrade on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, welcome everybody. This is uh, this is probably going to be a long show. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go through. Uh, some side schemes. We're going to go through some what's on your mind tonight. We're going to look at the Badoon encounter set, the modular set, and probably some other shenanigans along the way. So let's start. Shenanigans. Steve, you have a side scheme. You sort of uh, hinted at it, but this past over what would have a, a traditionally been Gen Con weekend, I was up in Michigan with Daniel. And uh, folks know Chad from Cardboard of the Rings. He was on our pile driver episode. Uh, and we played some Marvel. We played a bunch of things, but we played some Marvel. Eat some crossbones. We got in. We mixed up the modular sets. Um, we forgot to put a modular set in. And man, he is fast when he has fewer modular sets in there. So that was fun. But we got to play Pair of Venom and Rocket a couple times uh, with Spider-Woman. And I tell you, Venom... I don't know if it's just because he's new, but he's a lot of fun, uh, especially when you have another like gun-toting hero across the table from you. So uh, I did not get to play with Daniel, but Daniel, you got to play as well, right? 
Yeah, the the night I got there, I was the first one there, and uh, we we threw down some Marvel. Chad and I. He was Venom. He he seemed to have a lot of fun with Venom as well. That guy does a lot of damage and does it quickly. Yes. Um, I was uh, leadership Black Widow, one of my favorite things mm. to play. Um, and we took on Rhino. Oh. <laughs> expert, I hope. I was expert, so it was okay. Oh, and we threw in Kree Fanatics. How'd that go? That was fun. So Black Widow and Venom took took Ronan out the minute he showed up. Oh, like, just like that. Just wow. like that. It, yeah. Like I I I somehow hit him for twelve with all sorts of fun shenanigany things and uh, and then or then Chad finished him off. It's great. He's gotta step up his game. Yeah. You hear yeah. that everyone? Ronin is too easy. That's right. Rhino is harder to deal with. So yeah, I'm no longer afraid of Ronan. Bring him on. Yeah, that, that version of Ronan, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we aren't the only ones who played some games. Mike, did you play some games that weekend, too? I, I played a few. I played a few. Because it was League CGCon 2021, and it was a lot of fun. Missed you guys. We missed you guys. Missed a, yeah. a bunch of guys that were, that were over at Chad's place. But there was a lot of people that showed up. A lot of Lord of the Rings. A lot of Marvel. Got a lot of good games in. Um, of course, with Funky Monkey Monk and Rowan and Cat Attack and Loch Ness, and the LC, the uh, the Lord of the Rings side, and it was a blast. You're right, Venom is a ton of fun. He's one of those heroes that's kind of good at everything because he's got the one gun that boosts any of his stats, and he's got his multi gun that does everything. Yeah. But what I really found is I got to see almost everyone's nemesis of the of the Guardian set, and that was interesting. Uh, the well, I mean, we'll talk about it in future episodes, but Drax's nemesis. That's uh, that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Drax doesn't care so much, but the rest of the table sure does. Uh, Rockets, Venomous, of course, came out with that acceleration icon. Hey, you know what's a fun one is um, Venom's Nemesis being like four cards or something. Yeah, it's four, uh, yeah. four dudes in the pop out. Well, yeah, and, yeah. And here's the thing: when when you look at the again, we're going to talk about these in future episodes. But the your obligation cards, Drax's obligation card is awful because it wants you to flip to alter ego. And that is, when you don't want to flip, that is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Because it's like, reset the game. That's what it says. It says, reset the game. Venoms is, hey, put a symbiote in front of you. So when Shadow of the Past comes out, it's not as hard to deal with. Yeah, and then his obligation, Venoms, doesn't go away, right? Just gets shuffled back in. It just gets shuffled back in. But you can, yeah. you can tease them out one at a time. So one at a time, he, yeah. He's maybe the one hero that doesn't want to remove it from the game. It, it's neat. It's neat. It was a lot of fun. And we... We played a lot of Collector 2. I played Crossbones. Same experience. When he doesn't have weapons in his deck, that deck cycles so fast. Yeah, we had the one card that came up that said, you know, discard till you get a weapon. And we went through three quarters of the deck and there were no weapons. It's like, boom, acceleration token, moving on. Yeah. yeah. He's got his machine gun and he's got his experimental weapon. That's it. Yep. That is it. So we had a a lot of acceleration icons on there because that um anyways it was a ton of fun and of course there will be more in the future the server is always open uh, we had some new people joining in and it's a very welcoming community yep. i know it, it's hard to join a new server and and make friends and all that but we're we're not as bad as we look i mean we may be villains but we do like to hang out and play games yeah i logged in on sunday after i got home just to see and there were still four or five tables going i, I was impressed that that late and on a sunday still going on yeah so. People are having fun. I think what I love the most is logging is uh, going to work, 
and just checking my phone on Monday morning, and there's still people playing. <laughs> uh, so that was a blast. And once again, the world thanks you, Mike, for building that server and making it happen. Oh, it's it's a blast. It is yeah. a blast. And I'm happy to do it as long as people are having fun. Now, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Question for you. Please. What's on your mind tonight? Mike, I'm so glad you asked. I love when we get emails from listeners. I absolutely love it. And it always makes my day when Steve shows us another one. And I like to read them. I like to read them here on the show. Would, would you guys indulge me to read a, a recent letter we received? Oh, please. Yeah, Good. sure. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. This comes from Rob K. So, Rob K., first, thanks for listening to the show. And even more thanks for writing us uh, these wonderful, sweet words. So he says, hi, guys. I absolutely love the podcast. I'm still a bit behind, though. I just finished issue 52, Taskmaster Part 1. You guys make the game so much more fun. Marvel Champions is the first LCG I've ever played and I've been only playing since November of last year. I'm listening all the way from Dublin, Ireland, and I'm a big fan. Thank you for all the work you put into the pod. Thank you, Rob. That's really nice to hear. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Fantastic. Keep listening. We're international. Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, I love it. I love it. One of my favorite cities in the world. I haven't been. Oh. I was go- I was going to. We had plans to go to Ireland and then Scotland, and then uh, the world just kind of stopped working yep. for a while. Yeah, yeah. I was there in the early aughts. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. But this isn't a podcast about Ireland. Though I, I mean, it could. Wish, oh, yeah, no, it's could, I mean, no, it could be. <laughs> um, but um, what's happening tonight, Mike? Let's time for the main event. Oh, we have an origin story. Special thanks to Steve who is going to follow up on the Drang story that we did last time and talk mm-hmm. about the Band of Badoon modular set. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Badoon themselves. So this set does not have a unique minion that we could like dive into like mm-hmm. we do in the past. So we're just going to talk Badoon in general. The Badoon, as mentioned previously, they are a reptilian race, but they are older than the Kree and the Skrulls. Both of those races, I think, are pretty well-known by Marvel fans. So these Badoon have been around a long time. And they first appear in Marvel Comics uh, Silver Surfer number 2 in October, way back in 1968. And in that issue, the Silver Surfer ends up saving Earth from an invasion of the Badoon, uh, which is their first appearance, and unfortunately they get thwarted right away. But that's okay. Uh, They come back quite a bit. Uh, Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. You guys know who he is? Kind of a kind of a jerk hero, superhero. He calls the them, yeah. yeah. He calls them a Type Two civilization on the Kardashev scale. Uh, really, I. Well, so what does that mean? To you? Uh, it means that they can tr- they have control of their planetary energy and their system, which is a little limiting because, as we'll see, they really should be like a Type Three. They are galaxy spanning. Okay. So Reed Richards is not giving them enough credit. Well, what are what, what are we? Why would he? Why would he? Are we, oh, are like, we a type two? I think we're a point five. <laughs> yeah. Are we even a civilization anymore? Uh, well, that's actually a fair question. Okay. I, I don't know what we are. So. Um, um, now, when you say that they're older than the, do you mean like they're older? They appeared before the Kree and the Skrulls in the comics, or as a, in the lore, they are older. Yeah, as a species, they are old, supposed to be older than the Kree okay. and the Skrull. Right. Uh, so the Badoon are interesting. We have the Band of Badoon modular set, which is what we're talking about. But we have the Brotherhood of Badoon, which is 
mentioned all over the place. And the Badoon are split right down gender lines, uh, mm. male, female. So the males, or the Brotherhood, they're like super highly aggressive, warlike, they're prolific conquerors, while the females, or the Sisterhood, are not. Way back in the day, the Brotherhood and the Sisterhood have a gender war, and the Sisterhood ends up losing, and they end up this schism between the males and the females ends up basically creating two separate societies. There is a third group, however, known as the Moored, or the fifth caste of the Badoon, who are basically both male and female, uh, or there are males and there are females, but they're similar to the Inhumans on Earth, and they were part of the Badoon who ended up being tinkered by with the Kree. So you can think of them as maybe In-Badoon or Inhumans. Okay, so slightly different than tinkered with by the Cree. What do you mean? Uh, their genetics, giving them mutations and abilities and things mm-hmm. like that. So for the, the sister and the brotherhood, how, how do they make more Badoons, Steve, if they're totally separate societies? Yeah. Uh, event, eventually, eventually the male's mating drive is so great that they go back to the female homeworld and make little Badoons. Um, and oh. as reptiles, I suppose there's eggs involved and hatchlings and nests and stuff like that. I didn't really dive too far into that part. Yeah, that could get a little, yeah, yeah that yeah. Could get fast. There's a point in one of the comics where you know, the Badoon royalty is, you know, talking about a daughter, and one of the one of the warriors turns like, "What's a daughter?" It it makes no sense when you think about it, but it, it's funny. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this split, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Wow. Right. Uh, they're reptiles. I I don't know how long they live. You know what their lifespan is like, but. But they split a male and females, the result of that gender wars, which the males won. And the males end up putting the females effectively into captivity on planet Lotiara. Lotiara? Okay. okay. And then after – this is way back. And after developing technologies, the males abandon that world, and they move on to another planet moored. And eventually they only, re- they only go back to Lotiara when that mating drive makes it necessary. Oh, good mm-hmm. God. Uh, and the the females pretty much stay there and don't go anywhere uh, uh, often. They do kind of come and do some stuff when after Drang and Earth in the far future. But uh, for a long time, they are happy to just be at peace and they become pacifists, except for when it comes to the males and, and live a peaceful life on their homeworld while the males go off to conquer new worlds. And that male Badoon empire, the Brotherhood of the Badoon, is so prolific at conquering that by the time of the comic run the annihilation wave in 2006 the Badoon control 37.7 percent of the milky way galaxy i don't know why it's 37.7 but that's the number that is given I appreciate that specificity yeah so over a third of the milky way galaxy belongs to the Badoon as of like 2006 that's a lot of real estate it is hmm. Part of their success, because they've warred with the Kree and the Skrull and pretty much everybody in order to take what they've gotten. But part of that success is they are allies with Thanos. So they will enslave, I mean, um, enlighten civilizations across the galaxy, making them work for Thanos and themselves. I see. Well, they're a type 2 civilization. I mean, it's only a step up. Right. Right. Yeah. I had mentioned in a previous episode how the MCU was going to use the Badoon with Thanos, and that's this tie here, but they weren't able to uh, because of like licensing or something. What I also found out was the Badoon are very superstitious. 
So they fear demons and possession, and they believe in uh, what they call swamp gods. Uh, so, so they have a quite an interesting religion. Uh, one of their gods, called Vord, the Blood Eye, was the god of beheading. And, like, he ends up getting killed like 500-some years ago. How? By... <laughs> How? I hope it was I, poetic. I, I hope he got his head cut off. Uh, he gets killed by Gore, the God Butcher. And that's a name that is going to become important in the MCU going forward because that is a character Christian Bale is playing in the newest Thor movie, Love and Thunder. Oh, oh. Yeah, so we will yes. see this Gore the God Butcher um, coming up. All right, so the, how do they do all this? How do the Badoon control 37.7% of the Milky Way galaxy? Well, they have faster-than-light space travel. They have personal cloaking technologies. Um, their ships can cloak, can like emit a cloaking beam. They use that in that first, episode, that first issue with the Silver Surfer to pretty good effect. They also have a particle gun that they call the Basic Weapon that they all, you know, utilize. And there's all kinds of references, too, to this huge muscular cyborg creature for personal comic called the Monster of Badoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are everywhere in, uh, in the 2013 run. Yeah, and they, they even, when Drang, when Captain America and the Thing go into the future and they fight Drang, he unleashes a Monster of Badoon against the Thing, and the Thing, and it... It gives the thing a run for his money, so it's they're pretty powerful. I don't know, you know, we don't get one as a card, unfortunately. Um, maybe maybe in the future if we ever got more Badoon. But so in the comics, they don't really wear a lot of clothing. Uh, they seem to have more armor on in our artwork for the game. They do have this thing they call the Frag Thong. No, they don't. Yep, the Frag Thong. So guess what it does? They call it that. That's what it's called, yeah. In quotes, frag thong. It's in like a fragmentation grenade? Right, but a thong that they wear. So this is a banana hammock with a grenade on it? That sounds like a really bad idea. Yeah, so what happens is, though, it doesn't trigger until after the wearer is killed in combat, and it could blow up and, you know, it's taken out as many as you know, 10 people around them is like the what they've said. So, yeah, the, the banana hammock with explosive... <laughs> charges in it wow yeah well that makes me really disappointed in the art direction <laughs> the art, yes. yes yeah me too because uh, the art they're like armored to the teeth you know ffg if you're listening in the future can we get one badoon card oh goodness with the banana hammock yeah i would like to see the monster of badoon with the frag thong <laughs> i mean i yeah. wouldn't like to see, i think i just gave myself nightmares but uh or some listener out there, if you could, if you could make a card, make sort of an alt art card for. Oh no, you did it! You did it for one of yeah, these. That'd be great. The internet, yeah. I'm asking the internet. Mm. Oh my god! So they're not completely without heart. They are very gentle and courteous with their pets and their beasts of burden. They really like oh. them, but it turns out they're also hoarders. In general, the Badoon are hoarders. They they lock stuff away in their vaults that they things they find. But they do, however, have a very, very, very low opinion of mammals. So they prefer to just slaughter mammals or possibly go hunting and taking captives of mammals. So what are their pets then? Are they geckos and stuff? Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so then, so they don't have like pet cats that they're very kind to. I would guess not. Only okay. the really rebellious ones that have something like that. Right. 
Or maybe like those uh those that breed without hair. They kind of mm. look like lizards. Right. Maybe they probably have snakes and turtles and Yeah. There's a lot of alternate universe Badoon outside the six one six, which I didn't want to get into, but there was one worth mentioning where the Badoon get totally conquered by Kang. And I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, because we all love Kang, so the little oh yeah, yeah. That's it. That's that's a Badoon in a nutshell. Well, that's a great story. When it, when I first opened the box, I thought it for sure it said a band of baboons. So I learned a lot. <laughs> so thank you, uh, listeners. If you're wondering why the Badoon weren't in the MC universe, I refer you to the previous ten minutes. Steve, that story does not age well. No, no. <laughs> oh my goodness, I. I feel bad airing this. Um, yeah, but but Mike, they're nice to their pets. Yeah, nice to their pets. Oh, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I think you'd have to do. You know, like that's the kind of backstory that would have worked in the '80s in a John Hughes movie. Uh yeah. And then, um, oh boy, this is this is not know, the era for it. We don't. Yeah, no, we don't. It's it's, it's why yeah, we don't we've, watch. We've moved past Pretty that. and Pink anymore either. You know, like we're better than that. So, but okay. hey, well, let's talk about us. some cards. You caught us monologuing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We really did that. We have 10 cards, five by title. Mike, why don't you tell us the first one? Sure. This is the Badoon Assassin. But now, wait, can we rename him with the banana hammock in mind and call him the Badoon Assassin? Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. no. Sorry. <laughs> That's going to be the card art that someone photoshops to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Baboon as acid. He is a minion. One scheme. One attack. One hit point. What a loser! Badoon traded. Oh wait, first response. After Badoon assassin engages your hero, it attacks you with plus two attack. Take that, Thor! Boost. Special boost icon. If this activation is an attack, this attack gains overkill, piercing, and ranged. Which means it bypasses retaliate and knocks off your tough um i forget the rule and i we, we already talked about it on the show before does hawkeye shoot him before he gets his attack yes yes right yes i believe yeah. so so he's he's still effective against him but a lot of your other stuff gets turned off because remember this is forced after he engages you so anything oh. that adds and doesn't reveal this card he still makes that attack you know what mm. It, it, maybe not, because Quick Strike triggers after he engages you, and this is after he engages. This says, like, I would think you'd have to do the whole force response at once after Badoon Assassin engages you. It attacks you with plus two attacks, so there's no gap, right? Like, oh, if it, a Quick Strike, it, he would engage you. Engagement ends. Then he would Quick Strike. Quick Strike ends, and in between there, Hawkeye could pick him off. But this is like oh. all one, all one sentence. Yeah, but. Doesn't Hawkeye shoot when things are revealed? Maybe. Uh, he's a response, and that would go after a force response. Yeah, uh, I like this guy even more than if that's if that's true. That that's touchy because you might open like you you have the opportunity to play cards when something attacks you. Yeah, probably in the end, we villains are getting screwed, and Hawkeye can kill this guy. Probably right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like that he gets plus two attack when he like the theme there, right? Like. He's hiding out and he sneak attacks you and he's yep. he's he's better when he does that. So Yep. And you just have to like blow on him and he dies. 
Uh, so. Once the element of surprise is done, he's gone. <laughs> he's pretty weak. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's good to uh, draw off the encounter deck when you are resting and recuperating in your alter ego. Yeah, because he can't. He doesn't attack your alter ego. No, he's then he's really weak. All right, good card. Good card. Okay, Daniel. This is the Badoon Grunt. He's also a minion. Two scheme, two attack, two hit points. Badoon traded. Forced response. After Badoon Grunt engages you, if there are no other minions engaged with you, deal yourself one face down and counter card. As a boost, you put him into play and engage with you. It's a great boost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there, there's three of them in the deck, but I don't know, I get them all the time by himself, like, right, as the first card. And he, you know, two scheme, two attacks, no... No slouch, but yet in his art, he looks terrified. He does. Yeah. He does yeah. not want to be there. So, mm. so he shows up and gauges you, and then he will give you an encounter card that you will then immediately draw, right? Yes. Okay. Because it's in the same. Yeah. If you flip okay. it in when you're flipping over your cards, then yes. Yeah. Sorry. If you get the card while you're flipping, yes, you do flip it over. And so, likewise, when the boost effect puts them into play, hey, next. Right away, yep. you're flipping the card. Love it. Yeah, he shows up as a boost. He comes into play, engaged with you. You get an encounter card, but then he still attacks you because you're then still. Then he attacks in, you. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. still in that phase. He's like the early weapons runner guy. You know, he, he comes out right then, and he, he's still going to attack you. And he might have given you another card. Yep, and he might scheme too. But scheme two is a thing. Yeah. Yep. I I love this card. It, it's I've. I don't know about you guys, but he has 100% brought another card with him. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. Every time. I don't know if I've ever drawn him as, like, you know, the second card or if I had somebody engage with me. Uh, yeah, he's always bringing something else out. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. You'll have three cards in front of you. It's like treachery, this guy, then another enemy. <laughs> right. Well, tell us about the lieutenant, Steve. But Dune Lieutenant, there's only one of these guys. He's a minion, two scheme, two attack, six health. Badoon traded. Mm. And he has patrol. While this minion is engaged with you, you cannot thwart the main scheme. And he has one boost and one special boost, which is, if this activation is a scheme, this card gets plus two boost icons for this activation. So he's going to be a... He could be a three boost for schemes. And mm. and that, you know, he's, he's thwarting you, or he's preventing thwart because of that patrol he's adding yeah. threat or he's preventing you from removing threat. So either way he gets you right. on that part of the, the game. I, I'm guessing Scarlet Witch likes his boost effect. I don't think she, no, no, she's only printed icons, isn't she? Right. She's just counting. That's, that's a one for her abilities. Well, are you sure? Cause if you look at the card, it actually prints the two symbols on it. This card gets plus two boost icons and it actually puts the icons on the card for you. For this activation. Yeah, but are you you're thinking about like her hex bolt where you reveal a bunch of cards and then based yeah, on stuff what like the, that. Yeah. Yeah, the, they're not activating, right? So you're not mm. it's I don't think it's well doesn't she have other things that manipulate the boost icons? She could do it yes. when they come out, she could move this up or down by one. Yeah, with her uh, crest mm -hmm. or something. Yep. All right, all right. So we guys think of patrol as a partner to guard. What do you think of that? I think it's great. I wish oh, yeah. more cards had it. It's a six hit point minion, which I know isn't isn't huge. It's still one shotable, but this guy has made a difference in some games. He's yeah, at least yeah. screwed things up enough, and that's the point. 
there are other patrollers in the game, right? There are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like him. He's a, he's a good for a lieutenant, right? For lieutenant. So. All right. We still got more Badoon, though. More Badoon. What's more? More we Badoon. Have two Badoon sentries. One scheme, one attack, five hit points. Badoon traded. Retaliate one. As it's got one boost icon with an additional special boost, give the villain a tough status card. If the villain already has one, this card gets plus two boost icons for this activation. Wow. Yeah. Now, that special boost, I mean, giving the tough is great. That's fantastic. I rarely see the additional boost icons, but I'm okay with that because I think it's it's worse to just continually deal with tough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that, I mean, if it's just said give the villain a tough status card, that's bad enough. Or that, that That's a good card. And then that, if it already has one, is just preventing it from whiffing, which is nice. So that, yeah. you know, it, it's got a little bit more to it. And there are two of them in the set, so it could have, maybe. Sure. Yeah. It's it's interesting that the sentry has half the stats as the frightened Badoon grunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and twice the armor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got his five hit points. Okay, he's got his retaliate. Yep. Oh. Equally surprising that a sentry would not have the guard keyword. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. Since mm-hmm. I believe that is what sentries do, is it not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they didn't want to. I mean, if it had guard and retaliate one, that'd be really nice because it forced you to go after him and maybe take some extra damage because of the retaliate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Daniel, take us home. Uh, the Badoon Wardlords. There are two of those. They uh, are minions. One scheme, three attack with a with an with a star, four health. Badoon traded. Now their attacks gain overkill. That's neat. And they have a special boost. Um, if this activation is an attack, this card gets plus two boost icons for this activation. Which is interesting, right? Because it's it's a whiff if it comes off in a scheme. Yep. Yeah. But it's a two otherwise. I don't know. That's it's an interesting choice. Yeah, I mean this guy this card's clearly focused on combat. I mean he's got a three attack, but only one scheme, and his boost is only good for an attack. It kind of makes sense for a warlord. Yeah, um, thematically it's fine. It's just they they went light on the boost icons in this set. Mm. Yeah, overkill. You know, you can't just chump block. Yeah. He's pretty good. So th- this set is just minions, right? Yeah. Minions. Yep. That's why they're great as, like, anywhere. Like, now, I like adding these guys. In our last episode, Steve, I, I made a joke that actually wasn't really a joke. But you put a, <laughs> a rim shot on it anyways. The, what is it? There's, if there's ten minions in this deck, you're, you're guaranteed. What is it? Oh, it was if you're going to discard eight cards, you'll get nine minions? <laughs> yes, and you will because of this Badoon Grunt. Yeah. He's going to be your first card, and he's going to draw you your ninth. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you said it live, I totally didn't catch it. And going back through, I'm like, oh, that was funny. Um, I'm I'm a fan of minions. And so I, I'm going to give this set a B plus A minus. There are a few things I wish that they did with keywords primarily. Like I want the sentries to have guard or even patrol since that's also what they do. But I think it's great. I also like to put this as an additional modular set. Yeah, that's an, a good idea. Which is a thing I, I've, I've talked about before. I will often have two modular sets when the thing calls for one more or something like that. Because I like minions. Yeah, and 
this is the suggested modular set when you play Drang, which is why when you're playing Drang, you feel like you get a ton of minions, even though Drang only has two minions in his set. Right. Uh, here's ten more. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I'm gonna give this one a okay, for fun, it's it's great. It's a great deck for fun. For power, it's a B. Because yeah. it's a whole bunch of low hit point minions, not a lot of boost icons. If Rocket's on the table, it's just fuel. But it is a fun set to play. Yeah, I think this could be interesting in, like, Claw, because every card in here has a star on it, right? There's a lot of special boosts, so you, you want to be able to reveal those special boosts. Um, I like it. Me too. Use it all the time. Throw it in there. He's fun in Goblin. Green yeah, Goblin yeah. with the Dune. It's, it's neat. Different flavor. And they, and they look like Goblins. <laughs> they do. So... Yeah, I say try it out, put them in a, a modular, use them as a modular set in something you haven't put them in before and see how it changes up the flavor. Yeah. Huh. Well, right on, fellas. That was great. Thanks for the story, Steve. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Hey, listeners, um, what article of clothing do you put grenades in? Just curious. Apparently that's a thing now. Email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Tuke. And if you are the NSA, that grenade joke was just a joke. But thanks for listening. But well, we do want the alt art from a listener. <laughs> we do. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Oh, Brotherhood of the Badoon, take us out. We come from beyond the furthest star. And for a world so ancient it has smoke. Maybe that's why they keep the female separate, because if they get if they see a lady and they get too excited, their pants will explode. I <laughs> <laughs> turned off the recording just before you said that, Steve. Mine's still going. Good. Yeah, Craig's still got oh, everything. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that is so wrong. <laughs> Everything about that backstory was so wrong. <laughs>